Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I was at Strange Brew on Wednesday morning. Picked I had a, I had a brew it forward. Thank you very much to, uh, oh gosh, now I, I forgot her name again. Don't you hate that? You're like, I, I, all day I'm like, I'm going to say her name. Shame on you. I know, I know. It's Dalton Lee's wife, who's one of our great uh, listeners. Here's the t- here, here it is. We're, we're, we're going to get there. Calm down. Calm down! Bailey Jones, thank you very much. I guess she's Bailey Lee now. So, thank you very much. Appreci- My daughter very much appreciated her uh, white mocha frappuccino, no coffee, add whipped cream and chocolate drizzle. That was sweet of you, Bailey. Thank you so much. Basically like a giant milkshake for my kid at 9 in the morning. But Well, that's what she needs. She needs to get her brain going. She and did. She did. Get all hopped up on sugar before... She's all hyped up on Mountain Dew! <clears throat> well, you want her on that, like when she has the eight-hour work day at school before she comes home. Right. It, well, she wasn't at school to... today, though. That's why. Okay. So, well... It doesn't matter. I wasn't at home to have to deal with her. That's okay. So, you know, we're all good. Just have her a little sugar rush and move on with our lives. And you can have one every morning when you head over to Strange Brew Coffee. So don't forget, it's pumpkin spice time right now. You may not feel like fall outside, but it is fall inside Strange Brew Coffee House with all your favorite pumpkin spice drinks and treats. It's Ugg season. Break them out. Scarf, toboggan, North Face vest, Uggs. And yoga pants. And yoga pants. There you go. That's the look. Uh, College Corner, they've got the look for you when it's maroon and white. And that's She's got the look. Yes. She's got the look. A little rock set. Absolutely. Uh, College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, originally by Fleet Feet. They're in flow by the Half Shell. If you're still buying national championship merchandise, great. If you're not, you're looking forward to football, they've got you taken care of there, too. Don't come to Starkville and have to stand in line trying to buy your Mississippi State logo wear. Have it on your back when you get in the car with a quick trip to College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. I, I assume it, I, it will be Starkville's newest Mexican restaurant, I guess, until Chipotle opens. Until we have, until we have another Mexican restaurant. Yeah, which we will, inevitably we will have. Yes. It will always be the best, though. But you know what I appreciate about what Ty Tims did with this mm-hmm. is he made it so different than any of exactly. the other Mexican restaurants. Unique. Even the beans and rice is different. It's different. You've got the sweet potato, tortilla. Yes. Um, there's just It's just a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know your regular Mexican restaurant. We have so many of those, but he's separated himself like he often does with his businesses, separates himself from everybody else. I don't need to say anything else. Humble Taco. I usually don't jump in here, but I just fair with Mexican uh, Mexican fair with Mississippi roots. I usually don't jump into your to your ad reads. I don't want to. You 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 did good. That was great. I don't want to get you out of your rhythm because you're very good at it. But I just wanted to drop that in there. You did fine. 
All right. We got a lot to talk about today. We got North Carolina State. We actually got an interview talking about the Wolfpack. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, I don't I don't mind us talking about Memphis and La Tech because at the end of the day, Robbie, we, we, we would agree, State should win those games. I don't know about North Carolina State. I don't know about them. So I wanted to get a little bit more perspective. We'll get to that interview in just a few minutes. And then the second half of the show, it's time to talk about the Ole Miss Rebels. We are, by the way, I did, I did realize uh, we are a, uh, a a week ahead of of ourselves. We we should be this should be week three, but we're, we 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 messed up. And I'm sure Rob. Had oh, a, imagine that! I'm, Just like is this similar to how you messed up the top twenty? I'm gonna mess you up. I just want you to admit it was your fault. It was our fault. I was taking a lot of heat. If you had had a list written out, we would have been able to figure it out. I was out taking honestly. a lot of heat from people that was if that I did not deserve. If you admit that you made mistakes, I will admit that I made mistakes. I didn't make a mistake. I didn't make you a mistake. You did make a mistake. I, I, Go back I was and listen painted. to me saying, okay, so who did you have at eight? And then you told me three different players. Well, I was all confused at that point because, because I thought I messed up. Because you made yes, it seem like I did. That you made a mistake <clears throat> and I made a mistake. Can we both? And we, we, we'll move forward. If it makes you happy. Very good. Okay. What was I talking about? North Carolina uh, State? You're talking about North Carolina oh, yeah, State we're and how we were a week ahead. Rob Hathaway is cackling. He says every year, like, I mess this up. And I have messed it up a bunch of times. So this is a theme. It's like a tradition at this point is how okay. I want to look at it. Okay. Uh, so we've got North Carolina State today, though. And uh, we'll talk about them in, just, uh, in great detail. I'll go ahead and tell you this, Robbie. They are a team that... Now, at quarterback, the, the top guy from last year is transferred out. Bailey Hockman is out. Uh, so he he is, you know, he I think he's at, uh, oh, what's the name of that school? It's a Middle Tennessee State. Yes. So, you know, not really a new quarterback. They have a guy who played a good bit last year in uh, Devin Leary. But this team returns a ton of yardage rushing and receiving. Two big-time running backs in Zonovan Bam Knight and Ricky Pearson Jr. Those two guys combined for 1,400 yards rushing uh, a season ago. And then they return their top uh, three leading receivers in Amika Amizi, Thayer Thomas, and Devin Carter. Robbie, this is a team that potentially, I don't think they can challenge Clemson in that division, but they, they look like a team that's going to be on paper, very, very good. This game is a huge test for Mississippi State. And this program kind of mirrors State. I mentioned that in the interview. Um, they're a lot like Mississippi State to me. I, I think they're very similar programs. You know, they had a couple of nine-win seasons, and they went down to four wins and then flipped the script last year and flipped that, that win-loss record to eight wins, eight and four. And – they have a lot of guys in the league too. It, it was a couple of years ago, I think, that like their entire defensive line got drafted or something. So th- this is a team that produces NFL talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and they they do on the offensive side as well. I mean, uh, Russ Westbrook went, not what Russ Russell Wilson went there, um, and, and Jacoby Brissett was there as well. So they've had some good quarterback talent over the years. Their defense is always uh, pretty solid. They're always producing NFL talent. So this is a very, very big challenge for Mississippi State early on in the schedule. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be the difference in you know going down uh, in a downward trend, or you can be moving oh, up. Are, are you serious? Because somebody told me I was an idiot for saying that on, on radio the other day. That I said that, that this game sort of determines, you know, <clears throat> State wins, they'll cruise to a bowl game. 
if they lose, they're gonna it's gonna be tough to find six wins. Well, a little bit of what we said the other day, you know, those first those first uh three, four games that they play, mm-hmm. you know, if they're if they have three wins three in that stretch. Four and oh, yeah. If they have three wins in that stretch, that's really good. Um, if they're two and two and two or something like that, that's not good. They're mm-hmm. they're in trouble. So I, I think that to get some confidence going before that rough SEC stretch begins to start the season, I, I really think State needs to win win this game. And it's a good thing it's at home because this this would be a very difficult ball game I think on the road for Mississippi State this yeah. year. But you got a chance to get some get a little momentum going in those first couple of weeks, and then. NC State pops up. You got a home game. You're you're two and zero at that point, and you have a rocking crowd. You, everything's in your favor. Yeah. But uh, this is really important stretch early on in the season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's get into the interview now. We'll go to the Welcome Home Beef Hotline and talk to Jonas Pope the Fourth. He covers the Wolfpack for the Raleigh News and Observer, so that's the hometown paper. A lot to say about this Wolfpack team that seems on paper to be very, very dangerous. So let's take a look at North Carolina State. Joining me now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline is Jonas Pope IV. Covers the Wolfpack for the News and Observer there in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jonas, this is a good football team uh, a season ago, maybe surprisingly good. Obviously, they're in the division with Clemson, but are they a solid pick to finish second in that division uh, in the ACC this year? Um, a lot of people seem to think so. Um, you know, they, they, they bring back so many guys and they have so much experience. Like I said, they were, they were a pretty good team last year. Um, Clemson seems to be the one major roadblock for them in the division, but I guess there are other uh, teams that could cause some problems. But on paper, uh, NC State's appears to be the second best team uh, in that division. They can take care of business. Um, they can really get Clemson a run. Um, they get Clemson at home pretty early, so they could be a good for some challenges. But yeah, they, they have the experience, they have the talent to, to be number two or maybe pull up to and be number one. But everybody around these parts said that they have things go that they probably will slip up and, and drop a game that they're not supposed to drop because that things have happened to them in the past. But this might be the year they, they like those wrong and really push the Tigers for that. I really feel like these two programs, Mississippi State and North Carolina State, very similar. Just consistent winners, never really going to break through to that elite level, but, you know, it's a team you can sort of count on. You look at last year, you know, Bailey Hockman was good but not great as the quarterback. Now he's out uh, having transferred, I think, to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, and, and, you know, overall with this team, I thought that, you know, Devin Leary, his numbers are pretty good. He showed you some things at times. You know, what's his ceiling? How good can he be as the quarterback for this team? I think the crazy part about last year is we saw a small sample size. We only played four games, but you also have to remember that you know they didn't have a spring and they had a new offensive coordinator in Tim Beck. So he he and Coach Beck, I mean they were they were doing okay, but he never really got on the same page like that. And now this year, having been together for an entire spring and you know being together through fall camp, you know Coach Dorn said that they, I mean that Devin Leary is now he's finishing Tim Beck's sentence. You know, they're thinking on the same line. They're, they're, they're thinking as one. So I think that when you consider all that, that, that means that, you know, we didn't see the best Barry Hockney. I keep saying Barry Hockney. <laughs> we didn't see the best Devin Leary a year ago. I mean, there's so much room for improvement because we only saw four games. He was still, kind of, he was still learning uh, what it was like to play in Tim Beck's offense. So I think that he's, he's 100% healthy. Um, he, he, he looked good in the spring game. He's confident. He has so many, so many weapons on the outside, much of 
NC State quarterback category of Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers, but I mean, I think he's going to be a solid guy to NC State fans. You know, they, they, they're used to elite quarterbacks, and I think generally is going to be one they're going to be happy with if he stays healthy in, in 2021. This team returns an incredible amount of production uh, at the skill positions, running backs and receivers. I mean, I don't know anybody in the nation returning this much, just to be totally honest with you. Um, a couple of really good running backs there in Knight and, and Pearson. You know, Amizi, Thayer, Thomas, these guys are, are quality, proven wide receivers. Is there anybody in this group that stands out above the rest to you? Who Who is the real danger man for the Wolfpack? Um, I would say the real danger guy is running back Bam Knight. Uh, he's a guy who can, you know, he's a home run hitter. He's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger. He didn't he play in the spring. He's recovered from a, a, a shoulder surgery, but I talked to him before the season started. He said he's healthy, he's fresh. Um, and the fact that he and Ricky Person, they each split carries. They don't, you know, one guy doesn't carry the load, which means, you know, they're going to be fresh late in games. But Bam, he's getting bigger. He, he's locked in. Um, and he, he's a guy who's a threat to the house, like every single play. You know, he played in a wing tee offense in high school, which means, you know, there's a big adjustment coming to college and a spread offense. But now he's just kind of really adjusting to the college game and, and comfortable his new role. And I think he's the one guy that he has a big year then. He had me looking there because on the depth chart I'm looking at it, it refers to him as Zonovan. And I was like, who is Bam Knight? I'm sitting here doing a Google search while you're answering <laughs> that question, trying to find out who this guy is. It's the same guy. Uh, defensively, gave up 40 points uh, in four different games last year. Looked like they got better as the season went along. What to expect from this NC State defense? You know, it's, it's so funny you missed that. Mississippi State, you know, the first question you have to ask somebody is, how good are you in the secondary? With the air raid offense and Mississippi State, you know they're going to throw 50-plus times. How good is the uh, the Wolfpack secondary? Well, I'll tell you what. Before the season started, I counted on the roster. And in the secondary, cornerbacks and equals and safety staff, up to like 16 guys who have played quality snaps. And I, I don't just mean like playing on special teams or on the field. I mean like guys who have started before
kind of fulfilled with maybe a weakness of the, of the defense a year ago. And it, it may be, it's definitely a deeper position, and it should be a stretch this year. And then you have guys like Tanner Engel, who's a safety, the co-captain, who missed so many games last year because of ejections and, and injuries. He's back there calling the shots for all these, you know, so much experience around him. Guys who got playing time last year because he was gone. Then, you know, they, they're going to be a lot better. They should be up on the counts because they've seen, they played so much football before. This is such an interesting game for Mississippi State in, in terms of what I think their season's going to be. I, I'm sort of on the record saying if State can win this game, I think they'll they'll easily cruise to a bowl game. If they lose this game, it's probably going to be a struggle to find you know six wins on on the schedule. From your perspective, how important is this game to NC State? Oh man, so they going has been a while. He's only beaten one uh, SEC team, and that was Vanderbilt in the Independence Bowl um, some years back. So that that SEC thing it hangs over his head, you know. He, he has he's yet to win a big game that he, he wasn't supposed to win. He hasn't really upset anyone since he's been around. That's, that's what the fans are waiting for. The fans like going what he's done. He has got a good record, but they're still waiting for that big marquee win. Now, a road win at night against an SEC opponent, like, that will really kind of take this team maybe to the next level. Confidence-wise, um, maybe put state on the, on the map naturally, more so than they, they might be. But this is the one. I mean, coming up uh, on the road at night, but this is this, this will mean this will catapult this thing to, to, the, to the next level because they win this game, then they have uh, the following week, I can't remember exactly, they have Furman, or maybe Louisiana Tech, they have, they have uh, Furman the following week, and then successfully got there. So they win this game against Mississippi State. Everybody's looking at them going into the custom game at 3 and up. And then especially undefeated also, that's going to be the biggest game of reality in here. So this, this game has a lot of implications for this state they win. If they lose and, and lose pretty conventionally, then the kids kind of hurt their confidence a little bit. But, you know, talking from the players uh, this offseason, they're not overlooking their opener against USF, but they have they definitely have their eye on this nice game in Starkville in, in week two. It's interesting to hear you say that because I would imagine NC State's going to be the favorite in this game. You know, when the betting lines come out, I mean, Mississippi State was a 4-7 and seven team a year ago. NC State won eight games and returns, like we said, so much production. That's interesting. I also don't think Clemson will be undefeated when they when they show up in Raleigh uh, in week four. I think they're going to lose to Georgia week one. I'm, 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 I'm on the Georgia bandwagon for, for hell or high water, I guess. We'll see how that turns out. For selfish reasons, I'm hoping both teams will be undefeated. Oh, yeah. Because I know crazy and wild, but I'm, I'm with you I see Georgia winning that game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, crazy, it's college football for crazy things. I've had it all the time. No question about it. Look forward to hopefully uh, seeing you in Starkville uh, week two. Should be a great atmosphere uh, for that one at Davis Way Stadium. Jonas Pope, uh, follow him on Twitter. Where, Jonas? All right. J.E. Pope the fourth. There you go. Good NC State stuff, especially as we get closer and closer to game week. Might have you back on in a couple of weeks to, to, to actually preview this game a little bit more closely. But thanks for joining me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks to Jonas for his time. Really, really appreciate that. It's a uh, prestigious name. Jonas Pope the Fourth. Yeah. Jonas Pope the Fourth. Very, very knowledgeable, too, guy. Very good guy. Um, one thing, obviously, you know, you have to ask this question whenever you talk to an opposing media person. And opposing is not the right word, but. How's the secondary? What's yep. the Wolfpack secondary? This is a very experienced group coming back. A lot of guys who played a lot of snaps uh, for the Wolfpack. On paper, Robbie, 
I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm going to take North Carolina State to win this game. I don't blame unless, you unless State comes out against La Tech and is really sharp. Yeah, really. I mean, where I'm like, okay, that's the Mike Leach offense. They're going to be okay. I'm, I think North Carolina State's going to win this game. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I've I've been going back and forth on it. I'm not real sure where I really lean at this point, but experienced team, like you mentioned, last year they won eight ball games. And the games that they lost were, I believe, against top 25 teams. I think they lost to Liberty. They lost to Virginia Tech, maybe. They beat Liberty by one. They beat Liberty, that's right. Very close game. Yeah, one-point one, one point game. Yeah. They lost to Miami, maybe. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. They beat Virginia like a dog, if I remember correctly. Keaton Thompson and, and those folks over there. Beat Florida State, obviously. Florida State was, was having a down year. But, yeah, I mean, returning a lot of talent. They uh, The ACC isn't just awful. So, you know, they've played some good teams. It's not like they're playing just a, a cupcake schedule. So this is going to be a really difficult ball game for Mississippi State. And I think the offense, like you mentioned, the offense has got to be really good. I think they're going to have to score some points. I think the defense can, can limit them a little bit on offense. I think they were going to be able to get some points in that ball game, but it's really going to boil down to whether or not Mississippi State can move the ball effectively and get in the end zone and score. Uh, I mean, it's just – and that's really the, the the point for Mississippi State all year. I mean, they're just – the defense is going to do enough, I believe, in ball games to, to allow them an opportunity to stay close in games or, or win them or whatever. The offense has got to take a step. I mean, last year the defense did everything it could to win them ball games, and the offense just was not there. So it all boils boils down to scoring points, moving the football effectively, and uh, keeping your defense off the field, making sure that they're fresh. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I think those first two games, State's going to have to show that they can move the ball and get some confidence on that offensive side of the ball too. And that's that's basically what it boils down to because – they just didn't prove it enough last year. This is a sneaky good game here. You know, the week the week two game of the week is obviously Oregon going to Ohio State. Eleven AM kick for that game. Or that's that's an odd one for, for Oregon. And you know, there's that would be the big noon kickoff if it big was big nude. Big nude. If game. that was in Big Twelve country. That's that well, it's in is Big that Ten. Pa- is that Big, big no, Ten? No, they have Big Ten. Okay, I thought that was Big Twelve. That, that, that'll be big nude. That'll oh, be big nude. Yeah. Um, is it is that we're gonna have uh, Gus on that? Gus, Gus Johnson, yeah, we should. Oh, we should. And then just looking around, you have Texas, Arkansas that night. That's a good game. Uh, you've got Pitt and Tennessee. That's an interesting ACC SEC game. This is a sneaky good game, you yeah. know, and, and could be a game where you see a lot of points. So it could be an exciting football game. Six o'clock kick here in Starkville, so it should be a really good atmosphere. If State can win, I'm going to feel really good about their chances to be a seven-eight win team. They lose. It's going to be a, a a a grind to get six. I feel interesting that they have. Let's see. Okay, so they play on Thursday. They're going to have an extra couple of days to prepare for mm-hmm. that. They're going to play that Thursday night game right away against USF. And I didn't they, realize they were on playing on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and then they'll get into um, the state game. So I mean. It's, is this the second game for state? Second game, yeah. Okay, so so. For I thought you were saying thinking that, that it was it was like the first, and I was like, that's not correct. I was th- no, I thought it was the third for some reason. Yeah, but um, my bad. 
Nobody correct me on Twitter. We've we've it'll be all right. We've come to the realization it'll that I was fine. wrong here. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a that I mean jumping right into that with without with only one week to kind of get the the rust knocked off. Mm-hmm. State's going to have to show some things in that first game to to really start to get confident. Then yeah. All right, let's move on over to our SEC predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. Remember, when you're looking for Welcome Home Beef in Starkville, you're looking at Val's Marketplace over there on Highway 12. Such a a great quality of products and a great variety of products as well. Everything you were expecting to get at the old store, they've got it there. Burgers, steaks, and roast. But they've got a lot of the other cuts as well. The beef ribs, the tri-tip, the picanha. And anything you don't see out there, just let them know that what you want, and they can either cut it to order, or they can order it for you and have it very, very soon. So for tailgating coming up, time to start thinking ahead. Maybe make some uh, some phone calls to, to Val's and get some Welcome Home Beef products on the grill this uh, football season. Don't forget, it's not just here in Starville, Louisville. Collinsville, Pontotoc, Corinth, uh, Bahalia, New Albany, all these places, a lot of places around the state have Welcome Home Beef. If you don't, you need to find out why. Call your local grocery store and call Welcome Home Beef at 268, I'm sorry, 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's the place that you want to go when you're looking for delicious food in the Cotton District. Not just barbecue at Two Brothers. It's smoked southern soul food. A wide variety of choices and some of the best food, not only in Starkville, but in the entire Southeastern Conference. Make sure that's on your to-do list every time you make a trip to Starkville. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District, 621 University Drive for smoked southern soul food. Advantage Business Systems takes care of you two different ways. How's that? They give an incredible selection of services and products that your business needs. Everything a business needs to operate with more profits and less problems. And then everything they sell you, they back it up with the best customer service. The kind you expect from your next door neighbor. That's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are a local business. They're Mississippi first, just like you are. Why don't you call them today and find out what they can do for your business that they've been doing for everybody else in the state for 46 years. 46 years, Robbie. Long time to stay in business. Longer than I've been alive. Not a long time to be alive. It's not like you're you're not old and decrepit. Yeah. But for being a business, that's 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 really saying something. So call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Well, well, well. Our friends in Oxford, the Ole Miss Rebels. Five and five a season ago, which in their eyes was eleven and one. And now uh Back for another run is Lane Kiffin. Offensively, we know that they have a lot of talent. Uh, but they do have some big shoes to fill with Elijah Moore and Kenny Yeboah out. But if one, if there's one thing I believe in for, for Lane Kiffin, okay, there's two things. If there's two things I believe in, one I won't say on the air, but two is that he will find playmakers. He will find someone. I don't know if he's going to get somebody that catches 1,600 yards with the passes again. But somebody on that offense, on that receiver core, will step up and and put yards on, on onto the stat sheet. But then there's the defense. We are now in, I believe, this is year six of the well. They can't be any worse cycle of the Ole Miss defense, where every year somehow they are worse. If they're worse this year, it will be a historic collapse. It will be one of the worst defenses in the history of the sport of college football. Because that's how bad they were a season ago. 
everything is indicated like they should be better. They brought in a couple of, of talented JUCO guys on the defensive line. Everybody's got a little more experience. They brought in a couple of good transfers. Otis Reese is eligible for the whole season. And yet, the first report out of their scrimmages was, nope, still crap. Not only crap, people are saying they're worse. They're worse. And I, I, I don't know how that's possible. I really want to go to a scrimmage. I, I don't. I, I want to wrap my head around that. I, I don't. I think that might be an overreaction. Well, I just Kiffin th- came out and said he thought after he watched the film that the ones played okay. Yeah. But the second team and the third team, they got no depth. I, I just ca- I cannot imagine that well, being true. But, so. but but we say that they they've lost two starters to the transfer yeah. portal recently, and um. You know, one of them was one of their best tacklers, Jack Jacquez Jones, Jones yeah. who went to Kentucky. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, and then we have a report that the, it's not impossible for them to be the number one. Defense I don't want to get into that. Uh, so, I, I just don't. I, I cannot fathom that they can be worse. I can't fathom it. Sam well, Williams have, but is back. At the same time, they have to be better. Sam Williams be- is back. Otis Reese is is, is going to get to play, and he. He did look like a difference maker in the two games that he played. Here, here's the, the the fact of the matter for them, and this this is the this is the truth. They don't have to be great defensively. No, they're going to be great offensively. If they're a top seventy five defense, that's probably enough to win seven eight games. Well, it's it's basically what we said about Mississippi State's defense last yeah. year coming into the season because we didn't know. We kind of thought State's offense was going to be what Ole Miss's was. Yes, and it, uh, it maybe not number one in the conference, but good top half of the league. Yeah, that's and. Right. It turned out to be, you know, the defense was pretty good and the offense was bad. Yeah. So, you know, for Ole Miss, their offense was great and their defense sucked. Yeah. So they had no in-between. and they so here we are. They were able to win five games or whatever it was. So Monday night in Atlanta, Labor Day night, Louisville takes on Ole Miss in the Chick-fil-A Classic uh, of the second game of the weekend there in Atlanta. This is an interesting matchup for Ole Miss because Louisville runs a funky, run-based offense and – this is what's killed Ole Miss over the last five years, is if you can run the football, you're going to win the game. Yeah. If you can just line up and run the ball straight ahead. I mean, just run the ball right down the middle. They can't stop it. They, no, they have can't. not been able to stop. Look at South Carolina a season ago. If they could have gotten any stops, they would have won because Ole Miss could not stop a toss sweep. They well, South, Carolina, what toss South Carolina scored 50-something points? They scored 30-plus points on them. And Kevin Harris rushed for like 250 yards. And just kind of fell apart there at the end. I think Ole Miss will win this game, but this is a great litmus test. If they limit Louisville's offense, you feel pretty good about them, you know, the rest of the year. But if they win this game 48-45, it's sort of same old, same old. And I didn't know. I don't really know what to expect from Louisville either because no, they, they were looked bad last year. They looked pretty good against State in the bowl game, mm-hmm. and then they, then they were awful. And you remember, so, remember Satterfield, like – was sort of openly campaigning for the South Carolina job. Yeah. So yeah, it was just. just not I, I a good think situation. that that probably had something to do with. It. I mean, anytime you have a coach that's like, yeah, that, that's looking around and stuff, so he's it affects the back team because he's a good coach. I know that. Yeah. But I think Ole Miss will win. They'll win their next two as well. Uh, they'll beat Austin P. Again, though, I want to yeah, say the schedule was the schedule for Ole Miss is very manageable. It's not that tough. So. Remember a couple years ago, I, I think they were playing Southern Illinois and they won like 76-45 or something like that? Yeah, that's Southern Illinois had Rafael Leonard. From- Again, that game can't be like that. They need to beat Austin P 45-10. to Yeah. Okay? And, and then uh, Tulane's sort of the same. They need to beat them, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I think Tulane might take a step back. I think so, too. 
And, and then you get right into – I and mean, you get into the team. State and Ole Miss is both the same in that they hit the ground running. Week four. Yeah. So week uh, but four. They're, but they're, they're non-conference, I the think. The difference is, is Ole Miss has a bye here. They have the bye, and then they travel to Alabama. Now, let's be honest, as much as you hate to hear it, Ole Miss, if they're 3-0, and Alabama's obviously going to be number one or two in the nation. This is probably this might be college game day. Yeah, o- is, Ole Miss will be like top is, 15 or something. This is the, Ole Miss should be in the top 20 at least. This is the CBS game of the day. But that said, I expect Alabama to roll through them with no problem. Yeah. And, and pre- you know, never forget a season ago, by the way, that Ole Miss's most impressive win was losing by 15 to Alabama. Yes. Just, just never forget that. And this is a tricky part of the schedule here. Well, they, they, because yeah. if they're if if they don't keep their head on straight here, they can lose games. Yeah, but if if you know they if they lose to Alabama and they say okay, let's put that behind us and they take care of Arkansas, who's been kind of a problem for them in years past. Beat them last year. Yeah, you know. Um, but a weird game where Corral throws six picks and two of them go for back for touchdowns. He's going to be motivated in this game. I think so too. Yeah. You just you don't. And it's at Ole Miss. If you're an Ole Miss person, you don't want him thinking too much about it, right? Because because he might get I, a little wiry there. If I'm if I'm Kiffin in this game, I'm really going to go heavy with with Ely and Parrish and just uh, run it down their throats. Yeah, just just to try to take the game out of it. Just to, yeah. Because I think you can too. Uh, I'll give him the win here. I'll put him at four and one. Yeah, me too. Then they travel to Tennessee. Honestly, I think they'll win that game too. I don't know Tennessee. I mean, just like kind of I don't Louisville, know I don't about, know what to expect about them. But I think Ole Miss is more talented, though. I think so too. Breaking again, in a new know, coach again, even if it's a shootout in in a shootout, I like Ole Miss. Yeah. So now that I mean, they're five and one, they're they're feeling pretty good about life. And then that, a little tough stretch here. Uh, LSU comes to town. I don't really know what to make of LSU, and I think when we picked this game, we both picked Ole Miss. Yeah, I think LSU. so too. I, Are you sticking with that? Yeah. That's another one that you know. Ooh, they're six and one. That's another one that you know. Corral had to throw five or six yeah. picks in that, and they still almost won that game. If they're six and one, they're in the top ten. Yes, this is a good. We're, it's it's not good times here here in Starkville because uh, State's probably got four four losses or something at this point. Probably three or four at least losses. Three. They've played LSU. They've played uh, Alabama, A&M. Played Texas A and M. Yep. So. Travel to Auburn. I mean, I have I have no faith in Bo Nix. Yeah, but Auburn usually wins this game. I mean, they had to cheat to win it last year. That's true. Auburn and Ole Miss cheating. I mean, that's a lot going on there. I I, I think I'm going to Auburn here. <coughs> Just because I think their I defense is going to be able to That's true. They should be able to slow stops. them down. So, yeah. They'll, they'll get, so, Auburn, okay. So, 6-2. and two. And then the game. Honestly, if State wasn't at home, I would go to Oxford for this one. The Reverend is home. Hugh Freeze returns to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. Now, Michael Borky is on the record as saying that Ole Miss should win this game by about 40 points. Uh-uh. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Hugh Freeze is a good coach. He'll be motivated. Honestly, Liberty may have the better quarterback on the field that day. Malik Willis is a freak. They're I, getting some top 25 I think this game is going to be close. Play. I think Liberty is going to make a game of this. I think Ole Miss will win. And it, this might be a top twenty-five win for for Ole Miss, by the way. Yeah, Liberty could be ranked very easily. Very easily. Well, I haven't looked at the Liberty Rebels schedule. I'll take the Rebels to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Ole All Miss. Right, so we've got them seven and two. They'll got, lose to A and M. Yeah, because A and M, like Auburn, is going to be able to get stops. Yeah, in, and A&M their can offense run be better. The football. 
Yeah. And, and Auburn, we talk about Auburn can run the football. Saying Bigsby, they can run the football. If I was Auburn, that would be my game plan. I would just run it with Bigsby down the throat. Yeah. Every now and then do a play action. Just, just ro- roll Bo Nix out, run pass option. Yep. Bootleg, yeah. play action, yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. So seven and three, eight and three when they play Vanderbilt. I think yep. they'll, they'll beat Vandy. And they come to Starkville. We haven't had to pick this game yet. You know, did I'm, we not? Did we not pick it whenever we were doing an opponent preview nah, of game nah, preview? Nah, we just, just previewed it. Okay. So I look at state, and I, I don't think people appreciate the quarterback duel we had a year ago between Rodgers and Corral. They threw combined for over 800 yards. Yeah. And Rodgers was actually better that day. You know, if if Austin Williams doesn't fumble, nobody knows what, what's going to happen in that game. Um, and state was playing depleted football at that point. I mean, they were missing a lot of guys, especially on defense. And their defense got better kind of as the game went on, too. Arnett figured some things out. Game's at home. Uh, State has won, won the – well, they've only won one in a row at home, now that I think about it, because they lost in 17. They lost in 17 and 15. And 15, yeah. The road team the road team has had – last year was the first home win in a while, right? So yeah. Ole Miss won in 15, State won in 16, Ole Miss won in 17, State won in 18, State won in 19, I guess. So the last two have gone to the home 15, team. 16, 17, and Eight, 18 were roads. all road wins. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Before what? The, the home uh, team was winning yeah. every year, Except I think. for 10 when Ole State won yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. But Ole Miss won in 12, State won in 13, Ole Miss won in 14. Ole Miss is going to be favored in this game. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and prepare yourself. Ole Miss is probably going to be a touchdown plus favorite in this game. Because, I mean, they're coming in 8-3. They're coming in and three. This It could be very similar to the 2009 game. Where I don't think State's four and seven at that point, but State could be five and six and need to win to go to the bowl, and or they could be you know six and five, mm-hmm. and Ole Miss is going to be eight and three, and you're just, people are just going to feel better about them. State can win this football game. In in this game, it seems like more often than not, the team that that wants it the most wins. Yeah, you know. Like, you know, Ole Miss has had some teams that, you know, whether it be the end of a coaching tenure or whatever, they just didn't care about it. They wanted it in 17 very badly. Yeah, you know, Mississippi State has has been on the opposite end of that where they didn't Mm. want it. 14, they were just kind of dejected. 15, they were were emotionally spent from Dak, Dak's senior day. Yep. 16, they wanted it. Yeah. 18, they wanted it. 19, I thought. 17, they wanted it, but Fitzgerald went down. Yeah. So, but Ole Miss wanted it real bad in that. They game. did want it. Real they wanted bad. to win that game for Matt Luke. Yep. And then nineteen, I felt like both teams were just sort of out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were just at, the they were way look more at talented. How that game finished. They Ole were, Miss wanted it really bad last year. And I think. they were way. What are you sure they wanted it that bad? I, no, no, I no. heard that. The, I heard no, they were supposed to leave the they're, trophy. They're, they're some of the some of their dumb ES fans <laughs> thought that. And but, then they came out with a hat. Yeah, they came. They were. They had a hat ready. So yes, don't don't ever let don't ever. Let. Ole Miss Lane Kiffin to his credit, I'll give Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin credit. He came out and said after this was like our Super Bowl. Yeah, he 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 said the right things. I don't think he gives a crap about this game, mm-hmm. but he knows he knows important. how to play to the fan base, and I he knew that like week to to play it it's up. Like Mullen. Now Mullen ended up caring about this game because Freeze they started taking his pants down a little bit. We'll see if that can happen here with Leach. Got to make a prediction. Ah, this I just look at it in terms of if State had, had a full complement of players last year, they'd have won this game, I think. And they will have a full complement this year. That's hard to believe, too. It, I mean, I still think if Austin Williams scores right there, yeah. State wins that game. I agree. Um, 
it's, it's hard to believe how close they were. I mean, mm-hmm. they if they have if they have thirty more seconds in that last possession, the they might have. And I would I would have gone for two. Yeah, oh yeah, right and there. Leach would have gone for two. Yeah, no question about and it. And just try to win the game and still win. He, he came out and said that afterwards, didn't he? Didn't he say we would have gone for two? I can't remember. The only thing I remember from that press conference it's, was when it Joel was Joel said something about the timeout. When you're a coach. You can call your timeout whenever you want. Poor Joel. It was funny. Joel right. didn't deserve that. So I'm going to say they lose to state and go eight and four. Okay. But here's the thing. They could very easily beat Mississippi State and be nine and three. What is State at right there if they win the game? Seven wins, according to my predictions, which we'll find out later next week when we do this. Plus, the media poll will come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have State seven and five. Okay, so there you go. All right, so an eight and four Ole Miss team though in year two of uh, Lane Kiffin. That's a very good run for the Rebels. They should be very pleased with that. And uh, and then. And then you know, what happens next year for well, Ole Miss? You know, what's interesting about Ole Miss, you know, everybody's going to say, well, Kiffin's eventually going to leave. Like, what jobs are opening up that he's going to go to? It's going to have to be a, a, a good job. Okay, so it's... Texas isn't going to open up. Oklahoma's not going to open up. Ohio State's not going to open up. You know, Alabama, Saban's not leaving just yet. Smart's not leaving Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mullen's not. I don't think Mullen's getting fired or leaving LSU. Florida. So LSU is an interesting choice. Would he leave Ole Miss for LSU? I mean, that's that's you're talking about. It. That's a big slap in the face. I think I honestly think LSU is a slap in the face though because I they're real know, rivals. Yeah, but it's a better job. It is a better job. I think LSU's first choice. I don't. Do you think Lane Kiffin cares? No, no other no. teams' feelings. I think LSU's first choice would be Billy Napier. Possibly. I mean, I feel like that's what he's waiting on because he's he's you know. I'm just I'm. I'm ready to see what happens with so, that guy. I don't know that he would go back to Southern Cal after the way he was treated no. there. I mean, it would have to be you what know, if like UCLA Oregon. Well, what if UCLA, UCLA fired would be a good, Chip Kelly? UCLA would, that would be, be a good spot. Can you imagine him going back to LA as, at UCLA. Now that would be interesting. But so there's a but there's a great chance that Lane Kiffin is coaching Ole Miss yeah. in 2022. My question is, uh, you know, what's going to happen at quarterback? Is Luke Altmaier the guy? Um, 2022 the, is the is the gap year because yeah. they're going to put all their eggs in the Arch Manning basket. Yes, I don't know if they'll get him or not, but they're going to be in the game. If they get him, he starts in 2023. He starts from game one, I think. Yeah. So 2022 is yeah, like you said. Do you go grad transfer? Do you try I, to find I a guy? I could see a grad transfer. I, I mean, that could very easily be the case. I could see so. grad transfer, and so. if if they don't get one, Jack the, Abraham, <laughs> get all three schools. Might as well. Might as well. So, all right, uh, Friday show. We'll talk some practice stuff, some setup. I guess we'll set up the second scrimmage. You know, will Mike Leach go ahead and name a starting quarterback? Maybe we'll make that prediction, and we'll talk about that on the show tomorrow. Guys, have a great uh, Thursday. Back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.